podcast and there you go adding myself um sorry we didn't get this out to you earlier i've just been just been sick like i haven't been all year kids you know cold finally got to me chest cold and whatnot laid up in the bed a couple days just not doing much and uh except on the phone texting talking to sources uh but feel better today no fever tested negative all that stuff so uh on the way to signing day about a 10 minute episode 15 minute episode here and we'll we'll get you on your way little signing day preview just kind of what i'm still looking for uh florida state currently sitting with a top five class i fully expect them to finish uh, with a top five class i think they've done a really nice job with this class overall, a lot of top talent. They're replenishing some rooms, uh, setting a foundation for some other rooms. Um, the defensive back class is just incredibly good. Bates, Lester, all those dudes, obviously. And then you have KJ Bolton, which I guess is where we'll we'll start this. Um, there's smoke out there about Auburn KJ Bolton. Uh, certainly could happen. I actually think that there's a pretty decent shot at she holds on to KJ Bolton. Um, Auburn's going to have some uh, some cash to splash the pot, especially if it's sitting out the quarterback transfer portal market, which it appears to be doing. Uh, it doesn't look like Auburn's going to get a quarterback. And, you know, if you get a quarterback, that's a, a good chunk of your budget. So they're going to have some money to throw around. There are some other targets for them as well, though. And uh, as of yesterday and this morning, I still felt fairly good about FSU holding on to the five-star defense back, KJ Bolden. So that's good. Uh, as far as four-star defensive lineman Armando Blunt, uh, I don't think anybody is under any uh, notion at this point that he will stick with Florida State. Uh, I think his mom essentially said as much on Twitter and wants him uh, closer to home. So I would expect him to go back uh, to Miami on signing day. The telling thing there is when he did not visit last weekend, instead he decided to go to Miami. So um, that's a pretty good indication of where that young man will likely be going. Uh, and yeah, I'm in an uh, airport lounge today. So yeah. All right. Uh, what else do I have here? This is the problem. Like signing day used to be a really fun thing because there were so many signatures you're waiting on. Nowadays, you're, you're really not. I mean, it's, it's two or three. Um, just talk about the two you want to hold on to. The other two that we're going to be monitoring on signing day, Denos White, the, uh, the three-star defensive lineman out of North Carolina, big-bodied kid, guy that really helped the class. And then, of course, Jeremiah Smith, number one player in the country, five-star recruit, Ohio State commit as of now. I, I really do think, and we've talked about on the show before, like there are certain positions and certain coaches on the staff that I just don't think are good recruiters and that Mike Norvell needs to demand more of. Receiver is not really one of those. I, I think they've done an excellent job, excellent job, recruiting Jeremiah Smith throughout the whole process. You know, early on, it was, hey, just give us a shot. Let's see what we can do down the, like down the stretch. Give us a shot to prove it with this season. Um, you know, Keon Coleman balling out, happened to be Jeremiah's favorite uh, receiver in college. And I think in the end, it'll just be we'll see. I, I still think FSU does have a legitimate shot to flip Jeremiah Smith. So we'll see if they can cash it in. Uh, but obviously everybody's involved there, Ohio State, Florida State, Miami. I don't really give a lot of credence to the Florida thing, but I, mean, I don't know. He's still being listed in articles with them. For me, I pretty much see uh, the Miami 
Ohio State, Florida State. And I, I think I, I do personally think FSU has a better shot to flip him than Miami does uh, from the Buckeyes. But again, I don't know a lot of people who are super confident in their decision as far as JJ, where he's going to go. Maybe they'll be right. Like maybe there is somebody who is super, super confident. But even like the Ohio State insiders are not saying, yeah, it's locked. It's totally done. Right. So we'll see. All right. That's basically it as far as signing day. That's a crazy low amount of time spent on talking about signing day. What I am more excited about is talking about some of the prospects in the class. And I want to have Graham on here to kind of break break everybody down one by one. We usually split it into like offense and defense. Um, Portal-wise, if you live in a bubble, it's really easy to kind of get worried about a lot of this stuff. Oh, this kid's leaving. That kid's leaving. Everything I hear outside of Florida State, FSU is being extremely competitive in the retention space and in the acquisition space. I think that some players have left and are getting, like I mentioned on the last podcast, which I, I still think holds up quite well, and I'm not trying to just toot my own horn, but I think from a, I think there's a lot of evergreen stuff in that, that episode that I did. And I would recommend going back and listening to it, especially if you've not done so. But even if you already have, you may want to listen to it again. Some of these players who are leaving Florida State do not have good advice, right? Some of them have real agents and guys who know what they're doing. And they're looking for playing time elsewhere or maybe like to cash in elsewhere if they don't have, um, you know, a big time offer from FSU because they're not a big time player for FSU's level. But some of these kids get bad advice, like legitimately bad advice. And I say kids not in a you know demeaning way, but it is, it is their first time ever going through this process, and it is important for them to have good representation. And some of these guys do not. They are repped by guys who don't know what they're doing, or you know maybe they do have somebody who's doing, but they have too many outside influences as far as advisors and whatnot. And I think you're going to see some guys go and pass up on interesting and good opportunities from Florida State. And in some cases, be begging to come back pretty quickly uh, because they're being offered elsewhere 20% of what their offer was from the Nulls. I Now, not in all cases. I think in some cases, maybe if a school is super, super desperate to retain a player, to, to get a player, certainly that could be. But some of these guys think are probably making a mistake if their goal is to cash in. If their goal is to get a defined starting role, sure. That makes a ton of sense to me, what, why you would go and do that. But, um, you know, I was disappointed to see Rodney Hill at the portal, but based on the reporting as far as what the uh, what the ask was there, I, I know Brendan Sinone or Knowles 24-7 had some good stuff on that. You guys should definitely check out Knowles 24-7. They do a tremendous job, and I'm biased because I work for, the, work for them, but like that whole roster is the guys that I've respected in this industry for a long time in this market. So, and some of the young guys they have obviously kill it as well. But, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, no team that knows what they're doing, no team that is fiscally responsible is going to just blow up a deal on a guy who's part of a committee at running back. You know, next up to play does not mean next up to get paid. It's not an endowed position, okay? Just because you're the quarterback next year does not mean you get 
you know, the same amount as the guy got the prior year. Everybody has different uh, NIL marketing value, should we say. All right, this is actually holding up better than I thought. It's the first time I really tested out the voice in about, uh, about 48 hours, honestly. So uh, feeling better, and I could talk on air for, you know, 10 straight minutes, which I don't have to do on, on TV because I have, you know, a co-host and a, uh, usually another analyst on, on the desk as well. So encouraging there. All right, anyway, not worry about FSU portal stuff really at all. Um, at some point, guys either want to be there or they don't. And if the answer is that they don't, okay. I 100% don't think any of the portal uh, guys to leave so far are leaving over non-competitive offers. I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. So, final thing here. Quarterback. Well, you may know the answer to this by the time you hear or watch this. Um, I don't know. My guess is that this stretches on in another day or two, maybe until after signing day. We, we could have some fireworks by Friday. At this point, I'm fairly confident that Florida State will end up with one of, of Cam Ward or DJU. I think both those are really capable starters. You know, it just kind of depends on you know who you like better for your offense. And um, I actually had from the intel I have, FSU does like both. So we will see how that plays out. So, all right, you're, you're at the top of the market for one of the transfer quarterbacks. You're not taking like a, you know, one of these guys that's like seven, eight, ninth in the portal for quarterbacks. You're legitimately fighting for the number one player in the country down the stretch. You put up a really good fight for LJ McCray, by the way, down the stretch. I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess I should mention that. Um, I think you have a good chance to retain KJ Golden. Even in the worst case scenario, if you want to use that kind of language, you're still in a really good spot to land a top five class, which would be the best class that Mike Marvell has landed uh, in his time in Tallahassee and, and by a good bit. You're, you're going to get to see a lot of young guys play in this upcoming bowl game. It sucks to lose Armando Blunt to Miami, which I fully expect to happen. Um, and I think clearly, like Mike Norvell is going to have to take a look at the recruiting prowess, especially of some of the guys on his defensive staff, or maybe the approach, or both. But who knows? Maybe I'll have egg on my face because they flip LJ McCray and pull some other miracle out of their hat. But um, yeah, like that, that's the one area that we're we could really identify right now that is not. Uh, is not close to what the very best teams out there typically sign at. But we'll say, I'll leave you with this as well. I believe we have 19 five-stars committed to different teams right now. And that does not even include Michigan, USC, and Notre Dame. Think about that. That's like 23 power, like power-level schools that have a five-star committed to them. That's pretty ridiculous. I think there is an argument that the talent in the sport is becoming more spread out than it ever has. Not to all 128 teams, but more so to like 30 or so. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys have an awesome signing day. Hope you guys get the Christmas shopping done. And I really look forward to doing a uh, post signing day show with Graham. I, even though I feel like this is kind of useless because there's just not much going on that like we really care about. Um, Feel, I feel like we have to do one. 
because it's tradition. So I'm excited to still really meet them. All right. Uh, watch us tomorrow all day on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Appreciate you guys giving us five-star reviews and take care.